0: Let's shift gear. It's 11.24. So the Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation, Dr. Bladen Zimande, welcomed the increase in government funding for research and development or R&D activities. However, he also expressed concern at the general decline in funding from other stakeholders as reflected in their latest national survey. Why has the funding declined and what sort of impact will uh, it have on the country's research and development uh, capabilities Dr. Glenda Kraus is the head of um, the Center for Science, Technology and Innovation Indicators at the Human Sciences Research Council. Dr. Krauss, good morning. So what do the indicators say about uh, private funding for research and development in our country? Good morning.
1: Good morning, KG. Um, We are finding. Quite contradictory findings because, you know, you've seen in the news with the the release of Omicron and there's been big debates that South Africa has very strong science and a very strong science system. But when we look at our headline indicators, we see that R&D spending as a share of GDP has declined in 2019-20 and in 2020 as opposed to 2018-19. And so we have to try and make sense of these findings. Um, And we're not really surprised, but we are concerned. So if you look at the data, it's covering the period where COVID started to have an impact um, and it impacted on the private sector very much. And we've also seen that we have a very muted economic growth. For the period under review, it was only 0.1% GDP growth. And unemployment was also growing over this period. So so that is the concern because R&D is ever more vital to address our economic and development, human and social development challenges. But we have to keep a sense of perspective in how we think about the role of R&D. So if a person is wanted to invest in innovation, for example, they invest in a new, a retailer invest in a new online platform, or a manufacturer buys a new state-of-the-art equipment, they're innovating and it can have an immediate effect. But R&D is a long game. So there's, Risks and uncertainty, when you start doing your research and development, you don't know for sure that you're going to get the right kind of outcome that you wanted. And often there's a lot of serendipity in what we do develop and discover. And it varies if you're doing basic research, then obviously there's greater risk and more uncertainty as opposed to maybe applied research where you know something works and you're trying to work out a new application. And so that means that R&D is an easy target for the private sector to cut when there is a crisis like the COVID pandemic. And so that makes it even more important for the public sector to continue to fund R&D and increase their fund R&D, because it has to be what we call counter-cyclical, so that If you're in a crisis, you don't cut your R&D because your R&D is what potentially will open up new opportunities and new innovation down the line and will enable you to recover and take advantage of economic opportunity nationally or globally
0: in terms of uh pr will it at all make a difference to potential uh you know uh people that may find r&d in the future will it make an, an impact at all in 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 their spending as the news uh crosses the globe that uh that the scientists that nailed if you may uh omicron uh come come from south africa the sci- the the scientists that ultimately called it what it is and discovered it yes. and, and and told the globe what it is. Will it make a difference in terms of public relations for R&D, uh, specifically in our country from the private sector?
1: Yeah, Katie. you know, everyone says that in times of crisis there can be silver linings and opportunities, and I think you're pointing to something really important here. So we've got a great opportunity to highlight the value and importance of r and D. A, and B, we've also got a great opportunity to show actually what a good science base we do have in South Africa. Mm. So again, although the R and D spend overall has declined, um, we have very strong pockets within our national system of innovation that I often call islands of excellence, and our health research is one of those areas. And government has been investing in our health research, in biotech, in bioinformatics for the last 20 or 30 years. Mm. And so they are very deep roots in the evolution of our medical R&D capabilities. And we've also had investments by international actors, for example, with our HIV AIDS and non-communicable diseases R&D where we stand, ahead, stand up. Mm. So if you look at our R and D spend in health, it's about twenty or twenty one percent of it's the field with one the field with the greatest amount of R and D spend in South Africa.
0: The he, the and, health sector. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, we just if we're looking at high level fields, mm-hmm. the health sector is the highest followed by human and social science.
0: Yeah, and yet with that muted economic growth that uh, you referenced earlier in our conversation, uh, government has increased uh, its funding for research and development. I'm going to assume that's uh, very good news. To to what do you attribute that increase to? Especially as you yourself said, we are in a muted economic growth period.
1: Well. I, th- I think that government, when we talk about government spending, we're looking at what government investing in higher education mm. and in science councils and government departments might commission or conduct their own research and have their own research wings. Mm. And this has been increasing over the last, um, since 2009, 10, the proportion of government spend on R&D.
0: Mm. And
1: think that's also a very positive news story because it's, a, it's a, a sign of the commitment and the strength of our Department of Science and Innovation in the, and their commitment to grow a national system of innovation and their commitment to orient science, technology and innovation to um, inclusive development and inclusive and sustainable development, which is the message of the latest white paper.
0: Mm-hmm. What generally uh, do trends say in terms of R&D uh, expenditure? Uh, w- 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 as I, I, and I suppose I ask this, uh, you know, COVID notwithstanding, but what, what kinds of uh, trends happen uh, in particular in, in, in particular in, in relation to, sorry, um, you know, private sector spending or investment in R&D?
1: Okay, so um, when we look at, uh, well, we don't know if this is private or um, public, but if we look at our latest results, we see that there's been an increase in foreign funding. Foreign
0: funding. And very
1: interestingly, because in the previous period, foreign funding grew slightly, it had slowed over the last few years and it went mainly to higher ed. What we're seeing this year is a very big change that it's increased quite dramatically to the business sector and Mm. slightly to higher ed and the non-profit sector. Mm. Um, But if we look at the bird, what we call the business enterprise expenditure, it has dropped quite a lot. And in uh, 2017-18, it stood at 15.9 million, and this in the 2019-20 period, it's standing at 10.7 million.
0: Hmm.
1: Billion, yeah. So it's it's quite 10,000, 10 billion, sorry, and 15 billion. I'm looking at my numbers incorrectly, my notes. Yeah. No. So it has been quite, a, and we, we what we did do is we worked with Statistics South Africa who were doing surveys with businesses on the impact of lockdown on mm-hmm. their activity. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, in this period, it was, you know, COVID had started impacting globally in January, and then early in March, we went on lockdown. So we don't really see the full effect in, in the period that we're talking about, and in the next survey, we will see the larger effect of COVID. But what we did find is that um, for all most of the firms that we surveyed, they reported that they 27% said that their in-house R&D expenditure had stayed the same, so they were keeping it the same. Mm. But quite a, um, a large proportion increased it again, where business is being counter cyclical and trying to position itself. better to take advantage and interestingly enough those were the smaller firms rather than the larger firms
0: do, do you anticipate uh, a growth? Uh, sorry to interrupt you. I, mm-hmm. I thought your thought process was done, but you, you, you can mm-hmm. uh, continue if you want. But I wanted to mm-hmm. to ask, do you anticipate a growth in research development funding, depending on where this, you know, COVID nightmare, if you may, goes to? Uh, if, mm-hmm. if, for example, let's say in the next two, three, four years, a cure is found uh, for, for COVID, for example, mm-hmm. hypothetically speaking, right? Would mm-hmm. that would that redefine the degree to which R D uh is is funded even at a global scale?
1: Yeah, I think what you're finding a big change from COVID is the degree to which R and D is funded. So a lot of the developed economies are increasing their funding and Government in South Africa has increased its funding and what the Department of Science and Innovation is also doing, you know, we've set national targets that by 2030 we should be reaching a target of 1.5 of GDP is spent on R&D. And this year our our figure is 0.62. So we're actually falling behind. So what government is trying to do is look do some modelling to say if we want to reach that target and we continue funding at the same rate, how long will it take us to reach the target? And if we want to reach the target, how much do we have to increase our funding by to get to that target? Mm. And also which kinds of government departments could be spending more on R&D? And so what's critical there, and this is also critical about the growth in R&D globally is the coordination and the Mm, network. So we're seeing the positives around um, people working together. So another example in the COVID and the health is we've created a network for genomic surveillance in June 22. It was set up by the Department of Science and Innovation and the Medical Research Council. And this included private laboratories such as Lancet, and expertise from our genomic research centers in universities and the Medical Research Council. Mm, mm. So if we look at all that, we've got people with quantum computing, virology, bioinformatics, et cetera, epidemiologists, and Mm, so on. mm. So the trick is, is, you know, there's increasing your spending, but there's also... Mobilizing the expertise you already have in a network model to be able to respond more effectively. And there's lots of global networks. I've given you a South African example, but there are other global networks mm. like this. Um, and I think if there's a one big lesson we also have to learn is to be able to use networks to be more effective.
0: Fantastic. And I'm sure we'll have this conversation again uh, because I think uh, COVID-19 particularly has forced uh, big conversations on issues of research and development. But thank you very much for making the time, Dr. Kraus.
1: It's my pleasure. We'll come back anytime. We do lots of very interesting research. I just want to say one last point, that what we're looking at also is... Um, to be able to identify how much is R&D being oriented to our development challenges, like health, like water, like human settlements, like energy. And we're trying to start a conversation there. And again, the issue of networks between public and private sector is absolutely vital in that space. So I'll leave your listeners with that thought, and thank you for having me.
0: Fantastic. Dr. Glenda Krauss is uh, the head of uh, the Center for Science, Technology, and Innovation Indicators at the Human Sciences Research uh, Council.